Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 85 of the CZS Show. Back at it with Trade Day XXIV, and uh, I'm happy that we are here for another fun-filled episode. So, you know, obviously before I get into today's hottest topics, I just want to rehash with you guys episode 84. So, um, episode 84... Trey Day XXIV was out taking a little hiatus, but he's back now. So I had Mike Checks join in and uh, we recorded the podcast virtually. We discussed a good amount of topics, including LeBron's more than a vote initiative, players planning on sitting out, players testing positive for COVID-19, Vince Carter, Vince Carter retiring, and much, much, much more. Um, but before we get into today's hottest topics, ladies and gentlemen, make some noise for my boy, my co-host, Trey Day XXIV. What's up, everybody, man? Glad to be back in the spot as usual. Oh, my God. Back at it again. Hey. Um, <laughs> nah, man. Just so happy to be back in the spot. Uh, did some uh, some minor moving around here and there, you know what I'm saying? I had to get about the paint before I had the three seconds called on me, uh, but no more three seconds. So we end this thing, and I'm ready to pile. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. So the first thing I want to talk about are the NBA 2K21 cover athletes. Just want to show a little bit of love. So first and foremost, for the current gen, current gen is not the next gen anymore, which is kind of crazy. It's, it's crazy how... PlayStation 4 and how the Xbox came out in 2014 of the fall. Now, six years later, fast forward the time, we got the PS5 and whatever the Xbox. I don't really mess with Xbox like that. I'm a hater. Um, But anyways, for the current gen, for PS4 and for Xbox One, Damian Lillard is going to be the current gen athlete. Cover look real nice. I'm really rocking with it. For the Legend Edition, we got Kobe Bean Bryant. Artwork was sensational. Um, I love it. And uh, I might be that type of guy to go cop that it really just depends. I know we kind of in the virtual era with things, so a lot of people really don't buy hard covers anymore. But it would it would be nice, you know, to have them on a load up screen as well too. That'd be good to have. Um, and then for the next gen, we got Zion Williamson. Um, it's gonna be crazy, uh, and I think it's much deserved. You know, there was a couple of people that I thought that that came to mind. I was like, yo, who should be the next gen athlete? Um, so some people that came in mind was John Morant. Obviously, they're having a little battle back and forth with Rookie of the Year. And then also, you know, he's not a rookie, but Luka Donich, he's one of the next coming as well, too. So I heard a lot through social media like, yo, Zion's played like under 30 games. Like, how could he be, you know, the face of basically the next gen for 2K? And in my head, I'm just like, well, even though he hasn't played that much, the amount of impact that he's had for his team and the amount of hype that he had coming around. I mean, basically his whole teenage life, kind of like Bron, he's kind of, you know, the next up. So it makes sense because once LeBron and all these people are gone, we're going to see, yo, who's going to have that passing the torch. Facts. The only person that comes to my mind, um, as far as an American athlete, would probably be Zion Williamson. Um, but what are your thoughts on, you know, the current gen, the legend edition, and and Zion being the face of the next gen console? I think uh, Dame is cold. Uh, is a cold uh, pick. It's uh, and cold, by, I mean, good. Um, you know, Dame is just the 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 the. the Ninja, like the the, the, the <laughs> assassin, the you know in the shadows, just slit your the slit your throat real fast type joint. Dame time, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? He, he's the one that you do see coming, but you don't see coming. You don't end, underestimate him. He's kind of like a force of nature in a way. Uh, so so Dame getting his respect from the 2K uh, producers and cover artists and everybody involved in that process is a uh, very big Dame. You know. Gets it all from the dirt, you know. He is what he talks about. Uh, he's not on social media posting workouts and stuff like that. No disrespect to anybody who does, yeah. but he's a certain kind of player, you know what I'm saying? And I think for for the current gen, in a way, kind of paying homage in a way to the last gen, where it was like, nice. you know, no no photos, but at the same time, oh, I'm here now. I'm gonna do it in like an, an adult, like grown man type way. Dame was the, the a good head nod, a good like take a bow kind of cover to have. And I think he, he deserves that. Um, there's nothing to say about the Kobe one. I mean, that is what it is. You know, respect to the legend, R.I.P. Um, and 
<laughs> that's the buzzer. That's the buzzer. That's the buzzer. And um, yeah, <laughs> time's up. Yeah, it's a shot clock. It's a shot clock. Perfect time. But uh, <laughs> no, hey, we're just happy to be in this spot, man. Don't don't mind us. But um, and then Zion, I think Zion. You're like yo, people who are like arguing against it. But I think it's, one, it's a money play. Two, uh, being around cars in a way, and, and this is gonna here, here, come, here comes trade. Just being trade off. From the start. All right, I'm back. Nigga. We're here I'm for back. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm back. We're Talk here. on me. We're here for it. Who wants test? But um <laughs> but just from a durability standpoint, you know what I'm saying? It's like, yo, what can I get that's gonna, you know, get me as much money from my from my bank from my buck as possible, the durability, who I think is gonna be here for the longest time, stuff like that. And and you you know, we're always looking to crown the next king. You know what I'm saying? Just as soon as one king gets crowned, we want to crown the next king. Uh, it's a capitalism society. It's supply and demand. It's just you know where we just we we want the next thing, we want the next update, we want the next update. And Zion looks like the next update of whatever extra superhuman prolific that you know LeBron kind of was and embodied, or that is currently. And we just want to say, all right, come on, LeBron, let's, we want to get to the, the 2022 edition car type joint. So I think from a money standpoint, I think from a from a a ooh and ah standpoint. I think Zion does it definitely from an athleticism kind of thing. Now, granted, you cannot sleep on on John Morant. You know, you can't sleep on him. He didn't get picked for this one, and there was politics involved, of course. Yeah, yeah. But I think I just think from like an overall like eye test, and it sucks, but an eye test, and you're like, you know what? He's gonna be as much like the reigning face of the league. He's gonna be very similar to the reigning face of the league. So let's just throw him in the pot. John Morant doesn't have LeBron's build. He's not LeBron per se position, even though LeBron does encompass a point guard role. But John Morant is not going to get out there and play a, a power, a point forward type position, whatever like that. Neither is Zion, but Zion is very much closer to the build that that is. And it's like, all right, that was similar to what I got last time from the store, so I'm going to do it again. It's not the same model, but I'm going to get it because it's the same brand in a way. Yeah. So I think, I think that was what the Zion pick for the next generation cover. A good pick. I think Zion's going to be prolific. He's a high, moving highlight reel. Same as John Morant. I mean, I don't think John Morant's super far from getting that that nod. And also, Luca. Luca, he might do some crazy stuff, might do some numbers. And honestly, he might be closer to a championship run than the other two guys, possibly. You know what I'm saying? So that's my, that's my take on that. Yeah. I thought for current gen, <laughs> y'all gonna hate me for this. I thought... I was like, why not give Kawhi that joint? Um, because he... <laughs> okay, Because, okay. uh, you know what I'm saying? He was just finals MVP, had an historic uh, run as well, too. But yeah. I guess a lot of people... Um, Kawhi hate all With him, he's very, very quiet. So I can see maybe from a marketing standpoint Hard to market. why it wouldn't work. Because with 2K, if you guys have played it with the whole like loading screen with 2K, like the players who are invested in that, like they have constant interviews and just constant interaction with fans and like that too. So I feel like Kawhi is the type that's just like, yo, I just want to work and go <laughs> home. So F all that. Because I was just looking at jersey sales um, and Damian Lillard won't even in the top 15 for sales. And Kawhi was at number seven. So I was like, he probably still has some wiggle room for that. But Question. So. Um, and this might be not the greatest question, but Trey Young hasn't made a cover, has he? Nah. So, not saying like he struggled here and there, but as far as people that have played, he's out there nutmegging people. Mm-hmm. He he can't. He is an offensive force within himself. Between like maybe him and like like a Devin Booker possibly. Yeah. But he just again like as far as a cover athlete, you're looking for somebody that might move mountains or has done like the things that people think they wouldn't do in a yeah. way. I think that's where they were coming from for these covers. Yeah. They wanted they wanted like oh just gravitate like kind of look at them and remember a moment type players mm-hmm. or like. Look at the moments to come, or you know, what do you think when you think of this person? I think that's what it, I think it's all marketing, honestly. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you. Um, but yeah, we excited for two K. Um, the only thing I'm really concerned about is the gameplay itself. Um, a lot of people like to play the my player, my park, and all that. I kind of got tired of that. I really just care about my league, um, and you know, just regular exhibition type of games or online play. So yeah. hopefully, it's nice. Um, moving on from that. The schedules got released, and um, we have some nice games coming up, but I kind of more so want to focus on 
the West and ninth through thirteenth, well, the eighth through thirteenth seed. Obviously, Memphis has an eighth seed, and then um, following that, I believe in the ninth seed is um, the Portland Trailblazers, and then the tenth seed is New Orleans Pelicans. So I was looking at their schedule, and just going off of what you were talking about, just when politics are in play, I was looking at the schedule and. Memphis has a pretty tough schedule. So basically, like I said before, previous trying to get them out of there. They are in the AC right now. Memphis is, but after those eight regular season games are done with, if the ninth seed is within four games of eight spot, then they'll have a plan for the eighth seed. So I was looking at the schedule. Although I believe Memphis is, let me double check. Obviously, Memphis in eight, but. Portland's three and a half games and New Orleans three and a half games behind them, which is crazy. But I was looking at Memphis' schedule. They played Portland on my birthday. And then after that, they played the Spurs. Then they played the the Pelicans, the Jazz, the Thunder, Raptors. (laughs) So basically all playoff teams except for the Spurs for real. But I was like, damn, I can see I can see the Blazers beating Grizzlies that opening night. Cause I just feel like Dame wants it more, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. And I can see, I can see Grizzlies losing to OKC. I can see them losing to the Raptors. I can see them using losing to Utah, and and I can see them losing to the Pelicans as well too. And it's just crazy because the Pelicans actually have the easiest schedule coming back. Um, so I took a look at their schedule. They play the Jazz. I think that's winnable. They play the Clippers. I don't really see them winning that. Then they play the Grizzlies, 50-50. Then they play the Kings, then they play the Depleted Wizards, mm-hmm. then they play the Spurs, then they play the Kings, then they play the Magic. So I'm like, yo, you're set up to, even if you don't win out, you can still be within four games to play for um, to play for the eighth seed or for their playing as well, too. And then I looked at the Blazers' schedule as well. Um, the Blazers have a pretty tough schedule. They got the Grizzlies, the Celtics, the Nuggets, the Rockets, the 76ers, and the and the Clippers as well, too. Um, so my question for you is, with the schedule coming out, who do you think, out of all those teams, has the best chance to get that eighth spot? Mind you, another thing to take into consideration as well, too, is like this pandemic that's been going on, this, this quarantine, this isolation, has forced people to obviously be confined in their own personal space, but it's given them a lot of time to rest and a lot of time to bulk up a lot of time to work on work on their game. So it's literally like another off season yeah. to prepare you for the next season. You know those people who bust their ass and come who bust their ass in the off season and then when the when the regular season starts, you really see who's taking that leap and who's not. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I heard John Morant put on about eight to ten pounds of weight. Zion just came out with that new photo looking like Bane. <laughs> and it's been like some, you know, social media Outlets for the Portland Trailblazers all look like they've been working as well too. So, who do you think has the best shot of getting that eighth seat? I think the best shot currently, uh, it looks like the Pelicans. Uh, the one maybe I would bet on the most probably the Blazers and Dame mm-hmm. coming coming in just from the the, the veteran play, uh, the determination, uh, and thinking about it. I don't know what it sparked this, but a comment you just made, uh, it's just kind of Dame's will part in a way. You know what I'm saying? Like, it might, and I know it's the same level playing field, but for people that this might be a slightly different form of NBA basketball than we've seen, this is almost a, a high level professional AAU tournament in a way, and not taking anything away from the league, no disrespect, but. Looking at it that way, it, it is going to be some of the grind and the grime of the the summer ball and the the league play and stuff like that. It'll it'll look like that. Yeah. It'll really look like that. I mean, they might dress up the finals and stuff like that. They might change it up for the playoffs, but it'll look very similar to to, to some of these tournament games and stuff like that. So, yeah. uh, I think the grimiest player wins, and and something just tells me that Dame has something for this. You know. Mm-hmm. This is not just uh, oohs and ahs for fans. It's not. No, nah, it's like, yo, I'm going to go out here. I'm going to hoop. I'm going to get as many bucks as I want until somebody stops me. And and, and, and for, the, for the people that are, are proficient in getting buckets, when it's quiet in the gym 
and when it's loud in the gym, I think Dame is the person to do that. So I, I, I would give them the edge because that guy's on the team, the, the, the cover athlete. And then, and then the second, you know, cover athletes coming in Zion being a new young player who has a team around him that's still growing, yeah. who, who has a very, who, who has an ideal path to the playoffs. And it would be very interesting to see if they kind of like snuck in with the, a Grizzlies fall off and it had to be like a playoff between the, 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 the Blazers and the Pelicans. And, and maybe that would give, you know, the ratings and the broadcasters, if you know, if you say they're going to set it up like this, uh, a better chance to see Zion make the money off of, you know, him playing and then put, go ahead and put up the most favorable matchups with the Lakers who probably will have that number one seed. You know, so we'll see how that goes. But I think that might be what it comes down to. No disrespect to the Grizzlies, but it doesn't seem super favorable for them to to withstand this little eight-game streak and then a playoff run as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I agree with you. Um, only thing I'm concerned about is who is going to be that that player um, at the forward position to guard the perimeter for them because Trevor Reza, who they acquired through trade, very true. He's not coming back. Um, obviously, we know why. Yeah. Uh, and then also Rodney Hood towards Achilles early on in the season as well too. That was someone that they resigned. So Nurkic is back. Zach Collins should be back. So that would give them some depth at the big position. But it's going to be interesting to see who's going to be that person to step up. So uh, I'm, I'm looking. I'm looking forward to you know, what the Blazers do. But, yeah, I think it's set up – I think it's set up for the Pelicans to thrive. Um, and if they're all on the same page, then the odds are in their favor because almost every single game I saw Zion play, even if they didn't win, they lost by very little points as well too. So they're going to go out, go out there and compete. So yeah. it's going to come down to willpower and who's the most focused and locked in, for real, for real. Um, moving on from that. I'm so uh, In the East is just uh, – it's just kind of in shambles right now, man. Um, <laughs> it's, it's looking real. It's like the Hunger Games. You're yeah. the high cannon. Yeah, man. <laughs> so the Wizards star, Bradley Beal, not play and restart the NBA season due to shoulder injury. Um, we already have Bertans, who's about to be an unrestricted free agent. He's not coming back. Obviously, John Wall um, suffered a you know heel slash Achilles injury. He says 110%, but he's not coming back as well, too. And it's like, what's the point? of them coming back and then also um for the for the nets they had some people who are not are not coming either obviously we already know about kd we already know about um kyrie Irving as well too but spencer dinwiddie got tested positive for coronavirus deandre jordan got tested positive for coronavirus and then also wilson chandler um won't be won't be participating uh because of coronavirus as well too so it just kind of makes you think, like, damn, son, like, yeah, bro, it's it's an easy it's an easy layup for the Bucks, easy little layup for the Raptors if they keep their seeds intact. Um, but it's like, damn, like, if you gonna have that many players test positive for coronavirus, is like, is it even worth going into the bubble? You're gonna be kind of depleted. But what are your thoughts on, um, like I said, those players that I listed, you know? Some sitting out for injury-related reasons, personal reasons, obviously. Um, the number one reasoning is COVID as well, too. Yeah, I think you say, you say what's the reason? I think, I mean, I'm, I haven't looked at the, the sheer things, which is what I really enjoy looking at it, the behind-the-scenes shit. But it's like, yeah. what's the money going into the teams that are going to be in the bubble? You know yeah. what I'm saying? So there, might, there has to be something because it's like, you know, there's not fans or attendance, stuff like that. And I'm sure that the teams that are outside of the bubble looking in, literally, are feeling some type of way because that's not going to be very much exposure, whether it's just marketing or it's probably some kind of cash compensation. And they're like, yo, what the heck? And the league's probably just like, be better. <laughs> yeah. So uh, the Wizards, uh, love, love, hurt relationship with them. Not even love, hate, just love, hurt. Um, <laughs> love, hurt. Yeah, I just see they're, they're crawling into the bubble. The Nets, the Nets, they're they're just a reflection of what we saw going on during the season, and now, of course, with all this adversity, it kind of made the cookie crumble even more. So, I can't say I didn't see this kind of coming for the Nets, but you know, it, it'll be a good chance for people to get out there and ball, and whatever happens, happens. But we know we, both of these two teams are not going to go into the finals if not past the first round of. 
Fuego. Sith, you know, I think the, are the Wizards in contention? The Wizards not even... Yeah, they're in the bubble. Oh, okay. I think they're the ninth seed. Orlando's the eighth seed, and the seventh seed is Brooklyn. I don't see the Wizards going. Yeah, they're not. I don't. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's for these teams like the Pelicans to beat up on them so they can. Well, I, I can see somebody going down there and making some money as far as like for next year. Like, so, so if you're like a possible free agent or a possible young gun or a possible somebody that's just kind of been bouncing around the league okay, on one okay. of these teams, okay. this is huge for you, you know, because yeah. this is pure, unadulterated, none of the BS basketball in a way. Mm-hmm. I mean, other than the officials, they're going to get the officials and stuff like that. But this is like God in a hoop. So. You know, if you have anxiety, if you have to stand the third, the crowd's not gonna be just hoopers hooping. Yeah. What you do? So this is a good chance for you to make your money, make your money. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and that's that on that. Mm-hmm. That's how I feel. Another notable player that's sitting out is Victor Oladipo, um, and basically, he basically said uh, the reason why he wants to sit out is a quote from him: "I really want to play, and as a competitor and teammate, this is tearing me apart." I feel like I'm a great. Pl- I'm in. A, I'm at a great place in my rehab and getting closer and closer to 100. percent With all the variables from how I have to build my five-on-five workout load back up to the increased risk of a soft tissue injury, which could delay my rehab, and the unknown exact setup of the bubble, I just can't get my mind to being fully comfortable in playing. I have to be smart, and this decision hasn't been easy. But I truly believe continuing on the course. I'm on and getting fully healthy for the 2021 season is the right decision for me as well, too. So um, I understand where he's coming from. And I think in the next upcoming season, that's his last year of his contract. Yeah. I think he signed like a four year, 80 plus million dollar contract. Um, I mean, I feel like if he if a piece truly needs him, um, a competing team, aside from the Pacers, I feel like he would rock. Yeah. But this basically his team right now. And yeah. They're doing a good job at you know acquiring people via trade through draft. They are good. Um, they're a decent they're, team. Yeah, they're, for a small market team, they're 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 holding their they're holding their own. I mean, yeah. they're thirty nine and twenty six right now. Um, they're the fifth seed right now. Victor Oladipo only played thirteen games, so they were well in playoff contention before he even came back. So, I don't really count it as a huge loss, especially like when we saw him this year. He, you can tell, it's kind of like. When Paul George came back from that leg injury, like he played the last couple of games of the season, but yeah. he wasn't really fully up to up to par. And you got you getting a guy who was playing on a minute restriction, coming back after missing all this time, playing eight games, going straight to the playoffs. He's not really going to be that effective. So I kind of agree with him, you know, for not playing as well too. Yeah. Um, and I agree with other players who had that concern as well too. Um, any additional thoughts on that? Um. Nah, I think it's solid that Vic's not playing and uh, more power to him. He's one of my favorite young players. Always has been. The athleticism is ridiculous. Um, his leadership style. He's a quiet guy, but gets the job done. So uh, get your money, black man. Keep it get going. Get your money. Get paid, young. Get paid. Sure. So that's great. Um, some notable things as well, too, to look out for. Uh, Patty Mills. Shout out to Patty Mills, my Spurs boy. Um, so he's definitely going to be returning to the bubble with the San Antonio Spurs. And he said that he's giving his NBA salary to Black Lives Matter social justice causes. So his salary is going to turn out to be $1 million, seven, one, over $1 million. And uh, like I said, he's donating to Black Lives Matter, Australia, Black Deaths in Custody, and to a recent campaign that's called We Got You. Dedicated to ending racism in sports in Australia, uh, Mill said in a video posted by the, by the Spurs. So, obviously, we had that whole um, you know open conversation about should are we for or against you know players sitting out and boycotting and yeah. what alternatives can they do when they're there. So that's one of the alternatives as well too. So I like the initiative he's taking as well, and then also that kind of brings me into um, Dwight Howard. So Dwight Howard. Um, before we get into you know what we think he adds to the Lakers coming back with Avery Bradley not being there anymore, obviously. He decided that he's going to play. Obviously, he's one of the main catalysts with Avery Bradley, Kyrie Irving, among others, um, about potentially sitting out because the NBA is going to be a distraction for most. Uh, but then the counter-argument was, well, we're going to be seen on TV the whole time, so let's utilize our platforms and also give you know the country some time to heal with everything that we're going through with COVIDs, deaths, unemployment, uh, racial injustices that, that are going on as well, too. So he said, uh, 
I have a contractual, Dwight Howard said this, I have a contractual obligation to my teammates, to my fans, the Lakers, the organization, everyone. But at the same time, I also have an obligation to my family and to my community. We will be getting a lot of work done here in Atlanta and around the nation as far as making sure people don't forget about us and what's going on in our communities as well, too. Um, so he also said that my sadness has grown deeper as I watch people firmly plant themselves on one side or the other, usually based on race. We need a new perspective, a new life. We need to breathe. We need to breathe again. Oxygen represents life. Um, we need to fill our bodies with new life. It's time for us to look past color, zip codes, the problems, and look towards the causes of solutions as well, too. So Dwight Howard is going to make approximately $700,000, and he's going to um, donate all that money uh, to a charitable initiative called Breathe Again, which I just mentioned as well, too. Um, so it's good that he's you know giving back as well, too, um, because $700,000 can, can do a lot as well, too. So... Um, I'm proud that, you know, he has an obligation to still fight for his people, still play, and uh, he's making a difference as well, too. But my question for you is, we already know Avery Bradley's out, and Dwight Howard's coming back, and honestly, he's probably, you can argue, because Kuzma, it seems like he was pretty inconsistent, you can, I, you can argue that Dwight Howard is probably the best man off the bench. Um, for the Los Angeles Lakers right now. And I felt like if he didn't come back, the only big you got is JaVale McGee because DeMarcus Cousins is not signing anywhere. And if he was smart, he probably wouldn't even risk his injury or his health in general as well too. But what do you think this adds for the Lakers? And do you think, even though Avery Bradley isn't there, um, and obviously they acquired J.R. Smith and Deion Waiters is working his way back and whatnot, do you think with the addition of Dwight Howard and that veteran presence that he has and – him just, you know, turn turn a whole new leaf and realizing what the bigger picture is. Do you think with him being there, that kind of solidifies their race to get to the finals? Uh, I uh, I think yes, because what the biggest thing the Lakers have right now, definitely uh, barring that uh, Avery Bradley is gone, is the size. You know, the rebounding potential, the potential that, you know, they're probably the third best rebounder and not even from a statistical standpoint, but just from a build standpoint, the third best guy is uh, their point god forward, you know, best basketball player potentially of all time. And um, so it just plays into their their main strength that they're going to need when they go up against a, a Clippers kind of lineup and stuff like that. So, yeah, so Dwight coming back just adds another fold to their game, uh, another layer to their strength, another uh, a punch to their combo. Um, and I want to shout out what he's doing and uh, just his mindset because I, I think there's a lot of there's a lot of ways to to the same uh, to the to the goal you know what I'm saying I think we get caught up in like saying oh we should do this this way this that but there's a lot of ways to the same goal that we all want um, and I kind of broke it down to somebody yesterday and I was telling them about how I felt about the league restarting and stuff like that which I've had strong views even on this podcast yeah. about it um, but. The main thing is, he's like, so at the end of the day, are you staying to tune in? I'm like, at the end of the day, one, I'm a fan. But at the end of the day, I think the main thing we should do is we're going to hold these organizations in a certain regard, in a certain pedestal. We just have to hold them accountable. That's all we want. You know what I'm saying? If you're going to come back, yes, it could be somewhat of a distraction. But why not take the negatives and make a better picture? You know what I'm saying? And go ahead and... Flip it on his head. These guys are donating their salaries. It's part of their salaries. They're using it in their communities. Probably like they've already been doing as well. So I, I can't take away from that. But we we do want that if you're going to come back full force and you're going to make your money, as you always do, as a league, and trickle down, hold them accountable. Because, look, don't come in and just start going crazy. Read the room. Understand what's going on in this country. Let's do this. Let's be a breath of fresh air, but at the same time, let's uh, let's move the, the the envelope further of what's going on in these streets, out in the communities that you have teams in, and so on and so forth. So um, the NBA being back is one thing, but the next thing is how can we use that to support everything that's going on these past few months? And yeah. I think we're, we're taking the first steps to do that. Yeah, and just to bring up his stats. 
Dwight Howard's in his 16th season, still looks like one of the most athletic big men in the NBA. Off the bench, averaging 7.5 points on a career-best 73.2% from the field with 7.4 rebounds and 1.2 blocks. Um, it's probably one of the best screeners I've seen, and that really helps with LeBron and them boys as well, too, and it allows AD to be comfortable in playing the four position because if he won't there, AD will be playing the five a lot. Yeah. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see how everything pans out for them, which brings me back to J.R. Smith. So obviously J.R. Smith officially signed not too long ago as well. Um, how do you see him fitting in? Obviously he has, uh, you know, some 10 years, some credibility built up with LeBron James as well too. Some repertoire. With Avery Bradley going down, do you see him playing a good amount of minutes? Um, and do you see him, you know, being impactful uh, for the Lakers as well, too? Um, I believe that J.R. Smith will be very good when it comes to uh, the Lakers. <laughs> I think um, that he will get minutes. I think he's down to, like, you know, kind of, like, ease him into the lineup. But for a shooter, shooter's going to shoot. Shooter's going to shoot. <laughs> you crazy. Um, <laughs> see, well, crazy. That's funny. Um, but, but yeah, so I think he comes in, he'll serve his function. Yeah, I think you sent me the post the other day. It's like, they want me to come in, they want me to shoot the ball. Duh! You know what I'm saying? Sorry, <laughs> listeners, if that hurt your oh, ears yeah. and airphones. Sorry, I'm yelling. But, duh, you know, so uh, if he comes in and does his job, which is shoot and, you know, work into the defensive rotation well, get some minor stops, some little rebounds. Uh, I think that's all you can ask for him. And I think J.R. Smith has the ability to hit shots as a uh, however many year NBA veteran. Just don't lose track of the score in time. That's all, we, that's all we ask. That's all we ask. Nah, I mean, to be honest, I mean, the only thing that I'm concerned about is how up to speed are with, with eight games and obviously they have a couple scrimmage games. Like, how up to speed are you going to get um, to solidify your, your playing time on that team? And then Obviously, you've been removed for about a year as well, too. You're a little older. Avery Bradley was the one that was known for guarding the Damian Lillards, the Steph Currys, the Kyrie Irvings, all these elite-level guards. So Danny Green can't do all that. Like, who do you expect to do that going in there? You, you expect him to do that? Can he still do that? So that's my biggest, my biggest remark with him because I know AD and LeBron are so good that He's going to get open shots whenever he has minutes on the floor. Danny Green's going to get open shots. Kyle Kuzma, KCP, all of them are going to get nice shots. So my biggest thing is your, your, your overall conditioning, your overall willingness um, to learn on the fly, and, uh, you know, you playing some defense because, like I said, we haven't seen that in such a long time. So um, – I think he's going to be fine, but... I'm going to keep it a stack. I don't see J.R. Smith playing too much defense at That's all. That's what I was saying. I was thinking that maybe Ron, playoff Rondo and Caruso are going to get those minutes. And I wouldn't be surprised if Dion actually gets a lot of those minutes as well, too, because he's Might be a little bit essentially shape. kind of like a combo guard. I just... But, again, Avery Bradley's a, is an all-star defender. And all-first team, bro. And... He and, and, and a person like Dame's gonna get stuff off on J.R. Smith and Deion Waiters and Rayshon Rondo that he was not gonna get off on Danny Green. So, you know, I think the, the Lakers will be heavy on trying having to score points. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. Um, yeah, we'll definitely see what happens with that as well, too. Uh something that was pretty funny. <laughs> so um, let me just find that joint real quick. Temperatures rising. All right, so a few teams have uh, made it to the bubble. Um, so the Magic, the Jazz, the Nuggets, the Suns, Wizards, the Nets, they all arrived to the Orlando bubble yesterday, I believe, um, which was Tuesday. This was recorded on Wednesday. Um, and then some more teams are coming in as well, too. Yeah. But um, with the bubble itself, uh, Troy Daniels made uh, a huge impact on social media today, or last night, rather, going into today as well, too. And it showed some pictures of uh, what the bubble meals look like. Um, I don't know why Twitter is acting a little slow right now, but I wanted to show you that joint. He said the bubble um, what? The bubble dinner. So since they're in the bubble, like... They can't have any contact with anyone. They have to stay in their room the whole time. And That's wild. They basically, I think it's just for a little bit. Um, hold on, it's coming. It's loading up right now. But anyways, like, I don't really know the details of 
what they can have. But I know that as the days progresses and, you know, all the teams come as well, then they're going to have, like, some premier chefs come. So they're going to have more food options as okay. well, too. I just wish this shit can pull up. I'm pretty sure it's on my um, – Let's do my text right. You probably got that joint before me. Let me see that joint. I probably got it right here. Oh, there we go. Oh, these joints right here? Yeah, right here. Damn. It's really the little TV meal prep dinners. You got that joint? Yeah. That's (laughs) what they're getting as well, too. Wow. So that looks like what? Go up? This is like a It's like Paul Webb basketball camp dinners. Bruh, do you remember VCU days when we used to go to Cary Street Deli and they gave us that food in the tray? Where like yeah. sometimes they had like chicken with mashed potatoes and green beans. I'm not gonna lie, Cary Street Deli was the stuff, but I could say like a Shaper type joint, yeah. like like Shaper, <laughs> like at lunchtime they used to be skimpy boy. <laughs> but oh, Cary Street Deli was my joint because I could get over there and like get away with like not even swiping sometimes. Oh, you know all the saying? time, bro, all the time. But the funniest takeaway was like, yo, these guys are athletes. Like, do you really expect them to live off of something like that? Because I feel like the average sport athletes probably eat damn near five times a day, and some of yeah. them are on a strict diet. So it's like, what can you can you not do? And then a lot of people are saying like, yo, if you basically like a lower level team, you're gonna get lower level meals. And then even Isaiah Thomas uh, chimed in and said, LeBron ain't eating shit like that. Nah. <laughs> LeBron getting this shit flewed in. He getting this shit flown in, brother, man. But That's funny. Yeah, that, that was pretty um, <laughs> That was pretty hilarious. That's astronaut well, food. Too. Yeah, that, that's disgusting as well. So, you know, players like Giannis Antetokounmpo and, and, and others have said this may be uh, the hardest championship that they had to fight for due to the fact that they're going to be away from their families. There's no, it's on a neutral site. Yeah. It's a lot of the fear of the unknown and just being kind of contained in this bubble for such a long time, it really can take a toll on you, not only physically, but mentally as well too. A lot of people don't really be thinking about the mental issues that it comes with as well too. Um, and I believe Joel Embiid, had chimed in, and then again, I do not know why my internet is acting super slow right now. Um, but let me go ahead and find this link real quick with Joel Embiid. I mean, I can definitely summarize it, but I wanted to give the quotes. You know, I love giving my quotes as well, too. Um, basically, Joel Embiid said that he is completely fine with being in the bubble being under these strict guidelines because when he's home in general, if he's not playing basketball, he's literally just posted up at the crib, playing video games, just cooling and whatnot. But he doesn't necessarily trust other players to follow the guidelines as well, too, because other people have different alternative, different different modes as well, too. Um, Stephen A. Smith was one of the funny people that said, you know, these dudes going to be away from their shorties for a while, so <laughs> they might go a little crazy or might be trying to do some – might be doing, trying to do some stuff on the sneak tip as well, too. Do you think that players, for the most part, knowing what's on the line, knowing what's at stake, you think they can stay in the bubble without breaking any quote-unquote laws? There's going to be laws broken. <laughs> <laughs> like, honestly, bro. I mean, that's the whole point of the rules, right? They're meant to be broken, right? You would think in a pandemic, no, but yes. I mean, it's just it's not happening, bro. But... uh and not saying they're going to be super egregious, but there's always the, the the bylaws that, like, you know, people are just like, you know what, after a while, it's going to be hard to enforce some of it, you know, because you got superstars that literally, it's like, I don't even, I don't even know, like, what would describe it as. It's like like a, a training camp, and you're, like, off-site for a training camp, and there are certain times you have to be in, and this, that, and the third, but it's that, but with, like, a tournament, mm-hmm. in a way. Glorified Hunger Games. Yeah, <laughs> and then don't don't take that comment super super to heart. But I'm just saying, like these people are being away from their homes. They're competing for something, and you know there are certain restrictions and guidelines to a lot of this stuff. And it's it's a lot. The NBA is doing a lot just to bring us, you know, the NBA back, which I'm appreciative for the 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 good hearted. Effort in that, you know, mm-hmm. like he's like, yo, we want to bring it back so the fans can have this. I mean, but there's the flip side, you want to bring it back because of money and you know, probably the on down the line, the stuff that is bigger than even that. But yes, 
So so if if they planned it, there's there's good fire and momentum behind it. I'm really interested to see how this goes, you know? Yeah. We'll see. Yeah, there's always that one bad apple in the group. So uh I wouldn't be surprised if uh it's crazy when that apple's like six eight though. Right. Very <laughs> noticeable, right? <laughs> Someone's gonna break. It's probably gonna be someone from a team that's washed or about to get eliminated or something like yeah. that. I just, I just know, but we'll see. I, I, I have faith for now. Um, jersey labels. So uh, through the NBPA and the NBA, they uh, made some initiatives to support Black Lives Matter movement and the racial injustices that have been going on. So players are gonna have an option to either have their last name or a particular. Um, you know, choice of words or slogans or whatever uh, to replace their last name. So some options for the back of their jerseys are going to be Black Lives Matter, say their names, vote, I can't breathe, justice, peace, equality, freedom, enough, power to the people, justice now, and say her name, see us, hear us, yes we can, Respect us, love us, listen, listen to us, stand up, uh, ally, anti-racist, I am a man, speak up, how many more, lord. education reform, and mentor as well. Um, so I think that's something that's pretty cool. Um, and then also, they're also going to be uh, putting on both ends of the court Black Lives Matter as well, too, uh, which is going to be displayed. We're going to get to see that when they go up and down the court as well, but... One player actually st- spoke out about it, and it was your man's, Mike Scott. So <laughs> Mike Scott basically said, um, you know, where, where is the, the quote said? He said, this was a bad miss. They gave us some names and phrases to put on the back of jerseys. That was terrible. It was just a bad miss, a bad choice, Scott said Monday during a conference call with reporters. They didn't give players a chance to vote our opinions on it. They just gave us a list to pick from, so that was bad. That was terrible. I'm all about just doing, instead of saying and posting or putting something on the back of your jersey, I don't think that's going to stop anything, you know? Um, And then let me see here. That's pretty much everything he said as well, too. So um, you can agree, you can disagree. I can see where he's coming from. Mm -hmm. But sometimes I feel like you need a little bit more context because knowing what the NBA and how much the players – how much power the players have. I'm pretty sure the MBPA spoke with Jalen Brown, Kyrie Irving, or Chris Paul, and so forth about, you know, what are some options we can bring to the table yeah. um, since, we go, since we're going to basically be in this bubble for a while and it can be a potential distraction as well, too, from really, from really what's going on. So I'm sure players, um, although they probably didn't necessarily reach out to him per se, but I'm sure some players um, thought of those different slogans to use as well, too. And also, I feel like, before you even, you know, give your two cents, you know, I feel like it's a very close-knit community. So I feel like a person like a Mike Scott can reach out to Chris Paul or Jalen Brown or whatever and kind of talk of things concerns. through as well, too, and voice his concerns as well. But I can see where he's coming from at the end of the day because, like I said, you can only do but so much in posting something on Instagram or, like I said, something on the back of your jersey. It's all about action. Um, at the end of the day, you know what I'm saying? Names, slogans, kneeling can only do but so much. What really matters is that federal legislation. What really matters is, um, you know, players collaborating with that higher power, um, you know, with, in, with with white individuals, essentially, and, and lobbyists to essentially legislate some, le- legislate some laws as well, too. Um, but do you have any thoughts on, you know, where Mike Scott stands at or anything like that? Uh Shout out to Sun Five, Real Sun Five Seven Kid. Shout out Deep Creek, uh, Mike Scott, Legend. Um, but I think you summed it up pretty well. Uh, you guys even got into the bag of yeah, there probably was some player input, even though you know it didn't reach down the chain to Mike. Um, so I understand his point though. I very much get it. Uh, that's the thinker in me. Um, but I think that the the, the NBA PA uh, was kind of given a bone in a way and they took what they were getting out of like the discussions and the because you know there was the Kyries up there that were advocating for you know you all you know we should start this and this that, and the third and as they were reaching common ground this this is one of those things we kind of re- reached the uh, they're reached reached yeah I guess that's the word but uh, they they found a common ground on and uh 
I think I think in, in in this instance, because I could go down into a rabbit hole about it, but I won't. But I think in this instance, cool. You know what I'm saying? They there there are these little things that can shine the light on. Uh but again, to my earlier point, we have to keep holding this thing that we put on a pedestal accountable. So they 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 can't be only cosmetics just as uh other organizations huge money making organizations that profit off of us are just doing the cosmetic thing oh black lives matter or we're going to take a day off or stuff like that no like nba is something that we very much are and within and kind of running because that's how much power the players can have you know so i think we have to keep holding them accountable i think that what mike said has a lot of validity um but it's just it's, it's an everyday battle keep pushing forward i think the, the names on it does shine a little bit of light as well as the other small stuff they're doing but i just don't want it to be worse i want it to be actions as well so i get it uh let's keep pushing forward this is a little victory i'll take it for right now yeah yeah we'll take it for right now we'll see what comes about uh, with everything as well, too. And our last topic, one of the last topics of the day, um, is going to be Adam Silver. So basically, Adam Silver um, expressed some concern that potential positive coronavirus cases following quarantine inside the league's campus setup will reveal, in essence, a hole in our bubble. So in a virtual interview with Fortune Brainstorm Health, Silver said that the NBA expects more positive coronavirus cases to pop up as teams arrive to the NBA campus at Walt Disney World Resorts this week. But once teams arrive, all personnel will be tested and must quarantine for at least two days. And I quote, we won't be surprised when they first come down to Orlando if we have some additional players test positive. What will be most concerning is once players enter this campus and then go through our quarantine period, then if they were to test positive or if we, or if we were to have any positive tests, we would know we would have an issue. Um, then he also said we would ha- we would know that there's in essence a hole in our bubble, or that our quarantine or our campus is not working in some way. Um, Silver added later, so that would be very concerning. Um, we began testing all our players roughly two weeks ago, and as reported, we had a significant number of positive cases. I think that's more of a representation of what's happening around the country. And then um, I think through Florida, there's been report that an additional 7,347 additional positive cases that were reported on Tuesday. So now uh, the total for the state is over, well, I'll give you exact numbers, 200,013, 794. And then he also said basically that they're going to be tested daily. But there could be a case if numbers are just OD, um, there could be uh, another postponement of the season as well, too. Um, You know, with everything that's in place, I mean, compared to every other sport, NHL, MLB, NFL, um, this seems like the most safe option, to be honest. If players are constantly getting tested, are having these rings tracked, pyramid, I mean, fucking uh, conspiracy, having these rings tracked um, and showing early signs of symptoms, and they're only basically in contact with each other when they're actually playing the game, which doesn't make sense. I feel like if you test negative the whole time, you should be able to chill with someone who's negative as well, too. Yeah. But I guess I, I get what they're trying to do. But my whole thing is, like, if all these are put in place and people follow those guidelines, I think we should be fine. The only real concern is maybe the media or maybe the people who are running, help running the uh, the hotel. So the concierge, the people that clean, that come into your um, hotel, and then the people that you know prep the food and whatnot. Yeah. That's my only concern because I don't think they're going to get tested on a daily basis as well, too. So that's something to keep in mind. But do you think that with everything that's been mapped out, with all the laws put in place and us actually being in a bubble as opposed to these other places, do you think that we can finish the eight regular season games and can finish the entire uh, you know, playoff run to crown a champion? And, uh, yeah, that's my question for you. Uh, I think it's possible. Uh, do I think that the cases will be underreported? Yes, because there is a very strong chance that... A very vi- very valuable players will 
maybe be asymptomatic and contract the, the virus possibly. Um, and it could happen at a, a scale that the NBA wasn't prepared for <sighs> deeper into the timeline that they were prepared to, for. Um, so I think once there, there's a point of no return on it, they, where they're going to look at the numbers and look at the stuff and be like, you know what? Can't do it. Definitely if they're asymptomatic. And, I, and, I'm, and I'm saying can't do it. It's like can't cut it. Like keep it rolling type thing. Yeah. So, um, and this will also be a, a, a small picture to what all the other contact sports would probably look like. The, you know, and, and definitely from an American standpoint, football was going to, from from all accounts that I've heard, play whether it rains or shines, you know? So, uh, do what I say. Yeah. It's massive talk. <laughs> uh, I won't even get into that. I'm political <laughs> activist, Trey, but. Not 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 uh not very prevalent today, but we will get back all up into that. Uh so yeah, yeah, I think the NBA is gonna be the case study for other sports leagues. They're gonna be watching it very closely and that there will be some discrepancies here and there just because they wanna keep it rolling and that there's a very strict timeline for if you're gonna say, Nope, this is it or when it's gonna be like, you know what, we got all this momentum, we have the money rolling in, why would I stop this? Um, and they're going to have to handle it accordingly and truthfully. But I think from a money standpoint, it might not be handled super truthfully. Just what I think. I think, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, I believe that we will see a concluded bubble season unless we get down there and the first eight games are played and it's just like, yo, this can't happen. This can't happen. It might be a tease. So we'll see what happens. God willing. Uh, God willing whatever happens will be for the best safety of the players and the athletes. Yeah. God willing. God, that's, yeah. that's the God willing that I would want to happen. Not God willing. We get to finish the league. God willing. We yeah. say we are safe. You know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah, because like I said, on paper it looks good. But if people getting tested daily and we seeing cases getting caught left and right, yeah, that just makes you a little bit concerned of like how far – is this virus being mutated and how little we still know about the virus as well too, right? Yeah, that's that's the scarier, deeper part of it. And the fact that the best, probably healthiest people in the world are catching it. And then, you know, kind of like boo or sell, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's like, oh, oh he just absorbed Gohan? Right. Who is he going to get next? <laughs> who's next? Who's, who's next? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's like, you get the strongest people in the world, who's going to beat it? You know, other than Goku and the Spirit Bomb. So, yeah. Uh, and, and not to be uh, super, super facetious about it, not to be inconsiderate of it, because rest in peace to those who have lost their life. But taking it in, what we're discussing in the moment. Um, I'm just hoping that this organization takes every precaution and if there is a red flag that comes up that is telling them that, no, we can't continue with this, that they do take the right steps for it because this is very serious. People are losing their lives for, from it. And, you know, we want to be safe. We want to uh, kind of keep pushing on however we can with it. But, you know, COVID is a very serious thing and uh, if basketball is to continue, we want to continue with those precautions, with those safety measures. I agree with you. I agree with you. And to top it all off, uh, what was my question for you? Who you got uh, in the finals? Uh, games? I'm going to go with the Clippers and the Sixers. Six, Six games. Why the Sixers? Um uh, I think I think they could get it really rolling. I think the startup, uh, um, and I, I just hot take. Yes, it's a very hot you take. Put money on it. No, I'm not trying to put money on it. It's just a hot take. It's just a hot take. That's, that's where I am today. That's how I'm feeling today. Next week I'll come and say some other bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> that's just how I feel today. I want to see if I'm right and like. Three, two months, three months. Oh man! Yeah, if I'm right, bro, what? I'm, I'm gonna come back to this. Shit. But, yeah, um, for sure. Yeah, so I'll, I'll just say that I'll say, um, you know, they have a core that's coming out that can get the job done on defense. I think with the renewed startup, it could play into the uh, Sixers' hands. With no I think fans and... Ben Simmons might be shooting. Yeah, bro. I think the the, the uh, yeah, I think the Clippers at uh, with low management 
thrown out the window in a way. I think it could really help them, a full team, have more time together, closing it, we'll see what happens. So I'm just throwing some dark horses out there for my pick this week. That's all. For sure. Don't for kill sure. me. Don't kill for me. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, Who you got? The East is still tough for me. Uh, I'm just going to go off of the numbers for the East. So I got the Bucks, but I don't know, man. The fact that they're on a neutral site – Really makes me wonder how a role player is going to play. Obviously, yeah. like you said, it's going to be like an AAU type of vibe and whatnot. But yeah. players, I mean, this, this is what this, this is the exact reason why teams, you know, play to get a top seed so they can get home court advantage. So a home court advantage taken away, we might see the most competitive, uh, you know, forty-eight minute game. So right now, I want to say the Bucks, um, and then. If Avery Bradley didn't get hurt, I would sort of lean towards the Lakers because just with everything going on and Kobe passing away, it's kind of it feels like it's destined for the Lakers. And this is a terrible question, well. but what's wrong with Avery Bradley again? I'm sorry. You say oh, he's hurt? No, nah, family and health. Okay, family. Oh, yeah. Got you. So, uh, yeah, if Avery Bradley wasn't taking the – not taking the time off, but yeah, staying with family. Off, I may have them there because that kind of changes the dynamic as far as player rotation go. But I've been pretty, pretty consistent with my views on everything. So I got the Bucks playing the Clippers, and I think that goes to six games. So I'm keep saying that hopefully, but mm-hmm. like Trey said, I might change my mind on some bullshit. <laughs> on some well too. Any last words? Um. Now, everybody stay safe. Uh, still rest in peace to all that have lost their life, to uh, police brutality, to COVID. Um, you know, don't stop the momentum. I think yesterday was the day of uh, not spending only at uh, black-owned businesses. So let's keep the momentum going. Let's keep uh, everything up. Let's uh, keep finding ways to come together in a safe manner, definitely during this pandemic, because it is affecting our communities unproportionately. Um, so, yeah, keep the fighting uh one person is not the revolution. Uh, everyone is a part of the revolution, so it lives on forever and always. Um, let's change this world, you know, one step, one thing at a time. Uh, and excited for the NBA to come back. Happy to be back in the spot, man. Praying for our fans, praying for the safety, man. And this is a this is the season show. You already know. Facts. I agree with everything you said, so no need to repeat. But I forgot to point out. Can we just acknowledge? Patrick Mahomes, ten year contract worth five hundred three milli. Get paid, young killer. Get paid. He got paid. Damn, Damn. Uh, that's crazy. That's fire. And one of the questions I wanted to ask you earlier. What's up? Obviously, like, if I'm gonna like, I I trust giving him that ten year contract. I mean, that ten year, that ten year contract because okay, one, the quarterback position is the most important position, we can all agree with that. And then two, rules are set up that they can actually last a long time. You you got yeah. you got Tom Brady, who 42, 43, Drew Brees about to be 40, Phillip Rivers still playing, Ben Roethlisberger, ben Roethlisberger, ben Roethlisberger still yeah, playing, yeah. Um, Aaron Rodgers still playing. Like You can play a long time, and he's only 24 years old right now, which is crazy, but if the NBA were to give 10-year contracts out like that, who do you think will be the first player to get a ten year? To get a ten year contract. Not not looking at past players. Oh, obviously LeBron would get a ten year contract or a KD or uh, you know, like a Dirk Nowitzki or Tim Duncan would get a ten year contract. But who's a current player? Who's the first player that comes to mind when you think of a ten year contract? Giannis. Giannis? Yeah. Okay. Young, he's right in that fold and yeah. damn near indestructible right now. So yeah, yeah Giannis. Yeah. Giannis and then the young guys will fall in after that, but Giannis yeah. is in his prime, has shown it, mm-hmm. and yeah. The first person that came to my mind was Luca, yeah, uh, because I feel like well Giannis' game is more so built on his strength and athleticism, and Luca's more so finesse. So I feel like his game can last for a longer time span than Giannis' game as well too. But then okay. again, we do got modern technology, modern medicine. All the you know best doctors in the world as well too. LeBron been playing for seventeen years. His body still look like he's twenty five, <laughs> and even Russell Westbrook's playing still at a high level as well too. I don't know how to this day knock on wood, but I, I can see where you're coming from with Giannis as well too. Yeah. But anyways, that was my question of the day, so to say. So 
Ladies and gentlemen, that was episode 85 of the Caesar Show. Make, to subs- make sure to subscribe on all forms of social media at the Caesar Show, at Trade XXIV, at Sir Caesars. We out.